everybody. Welcome to the Stepping Off Now podcast. I'm Kendra. Today's episode is a bit of an experiment. (laughs) As you know, I love to experiment. As I've mentioned before, I'm writing an ebook about creative practice. I don't know if I've actually mentioned that on this podcast. I probably have. I've certainly mentioned it in my newsletter. I have a lot of different places I show up in, and I don't always talk about the same things in all of those places. So if you want to hear all the news, (laughs) make sure to sign up for my newsletter. I want to say straight out that it has been communicated to me that not everyone reads ebooks. And so I will also be issuing, hopefully, this is my my plan, an audio version of this ebook. I'm not sure if I'll be offering a print version because I haven't looked into what self-publishing actually entails and how easy that is to do. But at the very least, there will be an audio version that I will probably read myself, so prepare yourselves. This will make the ebook more accessible, and accessibility is something that is very important to me. So thank you to those of you who told me that just having an ebook is not ideal. I thought it would be interesting to share my process along the way and talk about lessons learned as I'm actually writing this. And it will also give you all, if you so desire, a chance to give me feedback on some of the content. And that's really important to me because what I think people may want to read about or what I think might be useful to people may be off a bit. The interesting thing about doing a project like this, at least for me, is that this is something I am doing expressly for other people. My other creative work isn't really like that, especially my fiction. I'm very much one of those creatives who is mostly interested in creative work as an act of self-expression. And if people want to read it, if people want to hear it, I certainly hope they do. I hope it's useful. I hope it resonates, particularly the stuff I do here on this podcast and my blog. But that to me is always like the secondary goal or even the side effect of me doing my creative work. This ebook, I really do want to target it towards an audience. And hopefully some of you are the audience (laughs) for this ebook. So in this episode, I'm going to tell you the basic premise of the book, why I'm writing it, and the structure of it as I planned it out, and give you a bit of an idea of what it's looked like so far to work on this project. I think this will be a useful episode for anyone who is working on large creative projects of any kind that require a lot of persistent and consistent focus over time. And in a kind of a meta way, it will also give you some insight into what creative practice looks like in real time as I move forward with the project. I'm probably not going to do a ton of these episodes. I'll do at least one more, maybe a couple more over the course of the year. So just to give you an idea of timelines, this is a year-long project I started it in January, and I intend to issue the ebook, possibly accompanied by an audio version, in December, in time for the holidays, and kind of do a holiday push with that. And my overall intention is to try to do one of these every year or so. 
So right away, you can tell that I'm not talking about huge projects here. These are going to be shorter guides about specific areas of creative practice and creativity that I feel I have enough experience in and expertise in that my knowledge may be useful to other people. So the next one I'm planning after this, first one on a creative practice is probably going to be on the revisions process, which is something that I'm experiencing right now with my novel. It's not something I've ever experienced before. It has been eye-opening, mind-blowing, just incredible. And it is not something that you see a lot of information out there on how to actually tackle workshopping and revising your own work. It is so much more than just editing. So that'll be next year's. But I decided to do this first one on creative practice because I basically credit my creative practice with everything good in my life that I have right now. It's Something that not only saw me through my severe burnout and the attendant depression that was so debilitating for me at the end of my PhD, but creative practice is how I developed everything having to do with my creative business, this podcast, my blog. It's helped me find my people, my arena, and perhaps most importantly, my creative practice is how I finally finished a novel after trying and failing for over a decade, and it is turning out to be how I have a novel that I feel is actually worthy of pursuing traditional publication with. It's really difficult for me to overstate how important creative practice is for anyone who wants to produce any kind of creative work, be it short-term work or larger long-term projects, and feel fulfilled as a creative and like they're tapping into their creative potential. Everything comes from a solid and joyful creative practice. So that's why I'm writing this book, because I think that creative practice is the foundation for everything else. And to some extent, I think that the other stuff kind of takes care of itself if you have this kind of creative practice. For example, you will improve over time as a side effect of just continuing to consistently do your work. It'll just happen because we're wired to seek challenges, right? So part of the process of creative practice is figuring out ways to keep it inspired, challenging, and that's how you improve over time. It just it just happens through the course of having your creative practice and developing it over time. Same thing with fi- finishing projects. I mean, it's kind of a a truism that if you sit down and keep doing your work, eventually you're going to have a lot of work, you know, and probably finished work as well. With writing as little as a couple hundred words a day, eventually you'll have a novel. I mean, there is obviously a little bit more to it than that, but you get my basic idea. The creative practice is also the foundation of a creative life. And as I've talked about before, particularly in reference to Eric Mizell's work, He's written a book called The Van Gogh Blues about how certain types of personalities, creative types, need to live a creative life. They need to do creative work and feel like that work matters because that's what gives them this feeling of purpose in the world. So for someone like me, possibly someone like you, to feel purpose-driven, like your life matters, like it has meaning, 
it has to be a creative life. And creative practice is how you have a creative life. It really is that simple. Now, I want to be clear that I'm not saying that that is the only thing that creates a meaningful life for creative people, but it's foundational. And finally, as I've mentioned, creative practice can be deeply healing. It can not only help you move through the particular type of existential burnout that us creative types tend to get, but it can help you manage mental health over time. Many creative types struggle with depression, anxiety, other kinds of chronic mental health conditions, and creative practice, much like a regular exercise practice, can be so deeply beneficial. While I still struggle with mental health issues, in fact, I went through a mini relapse recently and discussed that on this podcast, I am managing my mental health better than I ever have in my life before now because I always have my creative practice to go back to. Because it matters to me, it's a reason to get out of bed in the morning, because it thrills me on an almost daily basis, and because it helps me feel that I'm making my contribution in this world. Basically, that I matter, that my life has purpose. So those are my reasons for wanting to write this ebook. And the final reason is, of course, that developing a creative practice is one of the hardest things <laughs> for creative people to do. It took me several decades of being a writer to finally be able to develop my own. And if I can do something to help people at any age, be they much younger than me or or much older or around my age, and make it a little bit easier for them to do themselves, that's what I would like this ebook to accomplish. Okay, so now I'm going to tell you a little bit about how I'm tackling this project. First of all, as you can imagine, I have a creative practice <laughs> centered on this specific ebook. So far, what I've been doing, because I do a lot of other things in my life, of course, I've been dedicating one morning a week, Monday mornings, to this ebook. And I'll sit down and do some writing for it. At some point, I'm going to have to up the amount of time that I spend on it. But this is enough for me now because I'm very much one of those people who kind of likes to take little baby steps in the beginning. I am definitely not a throw myself into something and work fiendishly on it because as an experimental type of creative, I kind of feel my way through things. And this is another reason why creative practice is so important, especially for experimental creatives, is that if you're not actually doing the work, then you're not making progress. Conceptual types are much better at thinking of what they want to do. So they might spend a little bit more time in the conceptual stages, and then they sit down and do what they've thought. But experimental creatives come up with ideas through doing the work. So that's what I've been doing. I sit down, I pick a topic that is going to be in the ebook, and I just write something. Now, this ebook is very much going to be inclusive of stuff that I've already written about in many different ways and talked about on this podcast and my blog. So to some extent, I've already done a lot of the brainstorming and thinking about these issues over the past two years that I've had my blog and podcast. So I'm not starting from scratch. When you start from scratch, I think it is a good idea to just kind of write, just 
think of something that you want to be in the ebook. Don't think about how it fits into the rest of it or what the bigger picture is. Just sit down and write about that thing. And then over time, a structure will start to emerge from that. Again, this is something that is a technique that is very good for experimental, intuitive creatives. In fact, it's the only technique that really works for us. But I do think that conceptual types can probably benefit from this kind of thing too. If you've ever heard of morning pages, where you sit down first thing in the morning and hand write three pages of just whatever, it's kind of like that, but a little bit more targeted because you do actually have a topic that you're sitting down to write about. Personally, I hate morning pages. That kind of stuff never worked for me. I need to have some kind of an idea of what I'm <laughs> I'm aiming towards in my writing. But that is also an intuitive writing technique that I think many people do find useful. And sure enough, even though I started this ebook, you know, kind of with an idea of maybe a very vague structure, over the course of the last uh, three months, I have kind of through trial and error and several different attempts at writing a chapter list or a section list, come up with the structure of this ebook. Of course, this can always change, but here's what I have so far. So now I'm going to kind of get into the nitty gritty of what I'm including in this book. And this is the part where I invite feedback. If there's something that you feel you'd like to see in there in particular. For example, if you've read a blog post or been particularly affected by one of my podcast episodes, that's actually really helpful when people tell me stuff like that, because then I'm like, oh, right, well, clearly that belongs in this ebook. Why didn't I think of that? And that's happened a couple times over the past months where I've been influenced by someone's feedback. So please don't hesitate to let me know if you have any ideas. You can contact me through my website, KendraPatterson.com, if you head on over there and then look for the contact tab in the horizontal menu up top, or you can email me directly at patterskendra at gmail.com. That's P-A-T-T-E-R-S-K-E-N-D-R-A, one word, at gmail.com. Okay, so this is, like I said, not going to be a very long book. To kind of give you an idea, as a writer, I, I measure books by word count, not page page numbers. A novel is about 80,000 words. A typical nonfiction book, I honestly don't know how many words, but I'm guessing it's probably up in the 80,000 word range. That's a lot of words. That's a lot of words to write. That's a lot of words to, to get through. And I want to do one of these a year if possible. So I'm thinking I want this thing to be short and sweet, possibly around the 20,000 word mark, 20 to 30,000 words. That's just an offhand guess. We'll see how things develop. I want to enjoy writing this ebook. I don't want this to be some kind of repeat of writing my dissertation, which was hell on earth. If I'm not enjoying this, then screw it, is my attitude towards most of my creative practice and creative work. I want this to be a mainly pleasurable, low-stress endeavor. So it's not going to be a super long book. Okay, let's get into the sections here. This is going to be a three-section book, and the first section, I'm going to tackle some of those basic assumptions around creativity and creative work that hold us back. And you've heard me talk about this stuff a lot. Some of these assumptions we have, which can be very subconscious, you know, objectively, we might not 
think this at all, but subconsciously, many of us have this idea that dedicating the amount of time you need to to have a solid creative practice is selfish because it takes you away from your other responsibilities, be they family responsibilities or work responsibilities, whatever. And creative practice really is for the self. It has to be. You may be doing work that you're going to put out into the world. You may even eventually sell it. But the practice part of it is for you. And it is selfish, (laughs) basically. And we have to become comfortable with that. So that's going to be something I tackle in this first section. Another thing is that it's wasting time to do creative work because it's not something that creates a product that goes into the transactional marketplace. You're not usually getting paid directly for creative work. And in fact, as you probably know, I'm against doing a creative practice for money. I'm not against doing creative works for money, but creative practice cannot be for money. So I'm going to be talking about how we need to embrace wasting time, something else you've heard me talk about a lot. This idea that our work has to be excellent, that we have to be talented. No, 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 that's wrong. You've heard me talk about that too. All of that stuff is going to go in the first section, these really big and deeply rooted fundamental assumptions we have that block us from dedicating ourselves to a creative practice. The second section, this is the middle section, is going to be about actual techniques to maintain motivation over time to keep yourself on track. So this is going to deal with how to deal with, in a practical sense, blocks, you know, the the kind of thing that makes you feel like you're forcing it or that you can't actually even do your creative work. It's going to deal with insecurities that can hold us back, how to maintain interest over time in your projects, all of these kind of nitty gritty type of stuff. A lot of this is going to be anti-productivity techniques. This is a guide that is mainly for intuitive experimental types. There's not a lot out there for us. It is mostly advice for more conceptual or rational type creatives. And while I do think that those types could benefit from this ebook, it's mainly for other creatives like myself who do not respond well to stuff like productivity goals or goal setting in general or productivity hacks or all of that stuff. The last section is going to be about putting your work out into the world. If I'm totally honest, I'm a little less clear on my vision for this section than the others because not everyone wants to put their work out into the world. And while for me, it's a really fundamental part of my creative practice because I share my process. In fact, that's exactly what I'm doing in this podcast episode. So this is, like I said, you're witnessing in real time part of my creative practice. I'm not sure that I'm really conceptualizing this section correctly because I don't want to make people feel like they have to put their work out into the world in order to have a, quote, real creative practice. But I do really strongly believe in sharing your process because that is what practice is, is process. And I do think it's important to talk about how many of us hold ourselves back by thinking we have to have these products, usually excellent or perfect products, to put out there into the world, whereas it's much more interesting to witness someone's process. You know, there's just so much product out there in the world. Process is where it's really unique, where you really get a sense of the aliveness of creativity. So if you have any ideas for me on this section, let me know, particularly in how I can conceptualize this to work for people who 
aren't actually interested in seeking publication or going and playing their music with a band in front of people or whatever it is. Now, other stuff that this section will include is going to be how to handle feedback, how to judge the value of your own work when you it it's out there and people's eyes are on it and they're making their judgments and they have feelings about it, how to deal with that conflict between that beautiful insular world of creative practice and then the externalization of that when you put your stuff out into the world. Those are the kinds of topics you can expect in that third section. The format of this ebook, I'm fairly certain at this point, is going to be sort of like a bunch of mini chapters that are all tied together loosely, but are about discrete topics. So almost as if I'm putting a bunch of blog posts together, but it'll be more cohesive than if I just like took a bunch of blog posts and threw them together. For example, I'm I'm writing everything from scratch for this ebook. I'm not taking anything from any blog post. Now, stuff I haven't thought about including yet, and maybe y'all have feedback on this, is should I include like practical suggestions, almost like exercises? Now, I'm the type of person, I almost always ignore that stuff. I'm interested in the concepts. I'm interested in the theories. And then I apply them myself through a practice that works for me. But maybe other people like those little exercise sections at the end of chapters. I don't know. That's the kind of thing that I want to ask you guys about. Now, any kind of stuff I write for an exercise section is probably not going to be super step-by-step or whatever, because that's just not how I work, and I find that kind of thing counterproductive. So I'd have to think about like how to do this in a way that really would benefit intuitive and experimental creatives. But yeah, let me know if you have any ideas about that. I have one final idea for a possible fourth section that has a wider scope and is more about life practices that can support a creative practice, because I find that creativity for me is a whole life phenomenon. And most of these life practices have to do with opening up space in your life, in your mind, in your environment, space where creativity can flourish, because creativity tends to need a lot of space, at least in my experience, more than we typically tend to give it. That's not to say that you can't squeeze creativity into small moments of the day. For example, if you just have 20 minutes to write at your lunch break, that is enough. That's enough. But you need supporting practices in your life. For example, a habit of taking a daily walk or something like that in order to have creativity at your disposal in the fullest way possible in those 20 minutes. So that's about it, guys. That is the long and the short of it in terms of this ebook and where I am and my conceptualization of what it might look like. I want to say one final thing. (laughs) Setting yourself up to write an ebook in a year, regardless of whether or not you want to make it a quote easy project, because of course nothing is ever easy really, right? It's quite a thing to hold yourself to. And while at this point, My creative practice is strong enough that I do feel fairly confident that I can accomplish this. I sometimes feel like this sense of panic that I'm not going to be able to do it. And I think that this is probably a familiar feeling for all creatives, 
that you're not going to be able to accomplish what you set out to do, or it's not going to be as good as you hope, or something is going to happen, it's just going to be a complete disaster. I don't think that's going to happen, but it might happen. I might not have what it takes to pull this off. In other words, that's, that's what the panic tells me. What I've learned over time with creative practice is that an essential component is a deep-seated sense of trust in your process. And by that, I mean a sense of faith that as long as you keep sitting down and doing that work, that it's all going to be fine. It may work out totally differently from what you imagined or expected or planned on, but you're still going to get something out of it, even if it's just a big pile of lessons learned. So that's what I'm going on as I continue on this journey with this ebook, with everything having to do with my creative life, that everything is valuable and that something's going to come out of it. And that's why it's so important to share your process like I'm doing here, because this is what creative work is. What I'm doing right now in recording this episode, this is the creativity. This is the creative work. This is what it looks like. It's a messy and beautiful process, much like life itself. It's a process that is worthy of being honored and respected and shared if you so desire. And that this is what it looks like to be a creative, to live the creative life. It really is simply doing the work and then doing some more and then doing some more. Thank you so much for tuning in today and spending this time with me. I will be updating you at some point about how things go with this ebook. <laughs> and the future is wide open. We'll see what happens with it. Again, I would love to hear your feedback on my ideas that I presented here. Again, this is an ebook I am making for you in a general sense. So if this ebook is something that you think would be useful for you, let me know what you would like me to include. I'll see you next Friday. Bye.